What social means to me is going where the customer is. It's using all of the channels we need to use instead of this old school, oh, I'm going to send an email or even send a text. Well, if that person isn't on email or text, you need to go where they are. You better figure it out. What social network are they on? And then to really build your presence there. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. So I am beyond excited for our next guest. Shari Levitin is a friend of mine, someone that has been a mentor to me when I was getting started kind of halfway through my career where I was a little stuck. Her advice really got me getting to the next level. Uh, I cherish every word that comes out of her mouth. And she's not only entertaining, but I learn every single time I watch a video I read an ebook. She is a LinkedIn top voice. She's a top 50 keynote speakers in sales. And she helps to rehumanize the sales process to increase win rates and customer experience. And the author, oh, I should have had it with me. I have it. Um, the author of Heart and Sell. Welcome, Shari, to Making Sales Social. Thank you, Bran. It's so good to see you. And I'm it's so, so good to see you doing so well and thriving. Oh my gosh. And thank you. I mean, you are such an inspiration. Personally, to me, the time that you gave me probably five or six years ago has had a huge impact on the way I go to market. And um, it's just, you're an invaluable research resource. I'm sure you're invaluable at research too, but you're an invaluable resource. And uh, anyone that gets to work with you is very, very lucky. Um, so we start off every one of our, our programs with the question, what does making sales social mean to you? Um, well, the, the world has changed so much. And I want to back up and just say that I didn't even know the term social selling six years ago. I didn't know what it meant, which is interesting. I had been in a vertical and really owned the vertical in hospitality and real estate for gosh, 20 years. And back then we weren't really using social. And I remember, yeah, I was doing what everybody was doing. I was doing emails. Of course I was on Facebook, right? I'm, you know, given my, my age, I'm a baby boomer, right? And I had a friend to me say, you know, why in the world aren't you on LinkedIn? So this is only six years ago. He said, why aren't you on LinkedIn? I said, oh, it's just a stuffy Facebook. Why would I do that? Like, I, I don't need that. I don't want that. And he also said, and by the way, why aren't you on video? You know, not only should you be on LinkedIn, but you should be doing video on LinkedIn. Um, and, and I just, I didn't understand it. And I remember I was actually on a hike talking to him and I was going up a, a mountain. I live in Park City. And he said, look, I dare you right now create a video and put it on a social platform. Well, I didn't even have LinkedIn or I did, but I didn't do anything with it. And, you know, I was kind of mad at him because he was challenging me. And he said, and oh, by the way, the videos you do do that are like for sale, they're boring. 
and they're inauthentic and it's you in front of a bookshelf looking all dutied up. He says, why don't you just make a video right now, put it on Facebook and see what happens? Well, I'm like ticked that he's telling me that my videos are inauthentic, but I love a good challenge. So I said, okay, fine. I'll make a video and I'll put it on Facebook. So I made a video. I think it was like the five, you know, things you need to, to be a great seller or whatever. And I looked a mess because I was hiking. And he said, that's the point. People my age want people to be more authentic. I put it on Facebook and I was absolutely blown away. I got more views on a five minute video than I would have gotten in a year's worth of blog posts. And I sort of realized, wait a minute, if a picture's worth a thousand words, what's a video worth? Well, it turns out a lot. And it sort of changed my life. And then I thought, oh, well, he was right about that. Maybe I ought to get on LinkedIn. Maybe I ought to start putting videos out on LinkedIn. So what social means to me is going where the customer is. It's using all of the channels we need to use instead of this old school, oh, I'm going to send an email or even send a text. Well, if that person isn't on email or text, you need to go where they are. Are they on Instagram? I used to have a client. The only way he would return any message is if I DM'd him on Instagram, literally between five o'clock and seven o'clock at night. Like, so that it's this idea of go where your customer is. And we're in such a mobile society that you better figure it out. What social network are they on? And then to really build your presence there. And one of the things that about LinkedIn is if you're selling to businesses, that is the platform. If you're selling, you know, more B2C, then you're going to want to think about, okay, maybe that's Instagram, maybe that's TikTok, but that's to me what, what social is. That's awesome. And, and you do it exceptionally well now. I am blown away. And, and I think every time I get into LinkedIn and maybe it's two or three days a week, but you are at the top of my feed and you're getting an exceptional amount of engagement. And what's fun, I mean, it, it your even your your voice in it, the inflection is entertaining. Like you bring, it's not even like the content is very educational, but you are so it's infectious, right? Like you can't wait to listen. And you've got this, I don't know if it's a formula, but you get you re, you get people really excited to hear what the outcome is in like two minutes or less sometimes. Um, so how are you coming up with all this content? Let's start there. Well, well that, that's that interesting. Cool. So I, I would say, um, first of all, for, for anybody listening, um, not everybody does video. So just because it works for me doesn't mean it would work for everybody else. There's some great LinkedIn influencers that are just posting copy every day. For me, video is my jam. I have a theater background right? So it's something that comes very naturally to me. It's a strength. And I think as humans, we all need to know our strengths and be very clear about our weaknesses. And if you, Gallup of Gallup polls says every human being is better at 10,000, at better at one thing than 10,000 other people. And if Mm -hmm. you can figure out what that one thing is and press play and press accelerate on that one thing, which you have done beautifully, Brent. You you are so process-minded. You are not only a social selling expert, but you put process to it. You break it down and you make it consumable for people. You This is the, the definition of genius. You take something complex 
and you break it down and make it consumable and accessible to many, many people. And, and so for me, um, it, it was video. Um, and, and I guess you say, how do you come up with so much content? If you're going to post on LinkedIn um, or any platform for that matter, there's a few things that I've learned. I'm by no means an expert, but they seem to work. Um, number one, absolutely, is consistency. You can't go, oh, that worked, that didn't work. Oh, that was a bad video. I won't post for a week. I post every single day with like it without fail on three mm -hmm. platforms. Now, look, it's how do I do that? I've got a camera running at all times, right? So I've got a Mevo running whenever I am doing, you know, I do a lot of keynotes. So whenever I'm doing a keynote, I will pay for a video crew and then I will send out content to my firm and they'll, you know, make cuts of that. So number one is consistency. Are you doing it every day? Because you need to be at the top of people's feed. Look, people's attention span has dropped and there's so much noise out there that you have to be the one um, that is consistent. So that's number one. I would say number two, this was the hardest thing for me, Brynn, is you have to give and give and give and not make an ask. I don't make an ask. People come to me and I thought, well, I mean, they're going to have all my best content. They're going to have all my best stories, but it's really no different than a performer. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, girls can hear Taylor Swift's hit song, but they're still going to want to see it live because they want the experience. It took me a lot to get over that barrier. So I would say to anybody, don't hold on tight to your precious messages. And people are like, oh, I'm not giving away my IP. Give away your IP. Absolutely. Look for nothing in return because it will come back in spades. Not right away. It may take three months. It may take six months, but you've got to give it away without an ask. And then, and then you earn the right to have subtle asks, right? So, but it, 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 I'm telling you, it's a, it's probably a 50 to one for us. You will see 50 videos before I invite you to a webinar, before I invite you to engage or something like that. So I would say consistency, give without asking. I would say another thing I've learned is that if you can spark two or three strong emotions right away, um, it's, it's not about just the facts. It's about creating an emotion. And yeah, so, right. yeah, it, it, do you do that? Tell me how that works for you because a post has to be strike a chord with somebody and yeah. go ahead. How do you do that? Well, so I'll, I'll first start with you do this exceptionally well, and it starts with the title of whatever it is, right? So that title has to bring you in. So we have, and I, this isn't about me, but I'll quickly say social selling content as we're putting out has to hit five points. One, it has to resonate with your buyer, sales leaders or whatever that might be. They have to, when they're scrolling, they have to go, oh, that's me. That will stop the scroll. Number two, it has to create enough curiosity that they hit play or they hit see more or they like, so resonate, create curiosity. Then it needs to teach them something new, a moment of, ooh, that's the lean in, right? Ooh, that gets them thinking differently, number four, about their current situation. So every time I listen, whether you're talking about buying a car or like, or you're talking to, you know, a, a small group of a training in a room where you're, you're I, it always 
resonates with me. It creates curiosity that I want to get through the whole thing, right? It I'm learning something new. If I don't learn something new, it's it doesn't mean it's not good content. It's just not social selling content, right? The social selling content, they learn something new that gets them thinking differently about their current situation. And it's not, I think there's levels of influencing on social. So, right? So you'll see a lot of people that'll take a John Maxwell quote and circulate it. You're not teaching me anything new to your point, right? Or then you'll have somebody report a statistic that everybody knows. Buyers are 67% through the buyer's journey before they talk to a human. Okay, that might be a level up because at least I've got a statistic, but I didn't make it up and it's not new, right? So it's sort of like, if you really want to influence, and I might add to what you said. I have one more at the end. Okay, great. It's, It's not only teaching them something new. I think if you can unteach them something uh-huh. they thought they knew, that's when a video goes viral. That's awesome. So we can go back to that in a minute. Like, what does that mean? But yeah, but go ahead. You have yeah. one more. Well, I just, because I have OCD, I'll do the fifth one and then we'll go back to that. But <laughs> number so five. OCD and ADD, we'll get together. We'll go, we'll go great together, Bryn. Yay. <laughs> right. So, so number five is. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Create a compelling moment. Move them from lurker to engager. Because mm. we cannot start a conversation with someone that we don't know is that whether they're there or not. So we need the comment or the reaction in order to start a conversation. So for it to be social selling content, we have to convert their, them from a lurker to an engager. So you go back to unlearning. I like that. Yeah, it, it's 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 got to be a little different or contrarian or 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 something. Um, unteach them something they thought they knew. You know, I look at the, I had a video about buying a Porsche. If anybody wants to see it, it's right on my LinkedIn profile. It had 15 million views. We, we couldn't figure it out. We can't even count them anymore. I think, and I don't know how this works, but when we put it on LinkedIn, it sort of froze to when I put it on LinkedIn. But since then, we've seen it recirculate over and over and over again uh, in the car industry and beyond. But but I think, you know, as we analyze, what was it? It was this idea that we can't focus on the sales process anymore. We have to focus on the buying process. But it was also a story and there was also a villain. So I would also say in creating content, stories outperform facts a hundredfold. I don't have any math on this, but I'm looking anecdotally and I can tell you, but if you look about stories in the brain, we're in a time right now of fake news. People don't believe what they're reading or seeing necessarily. Everybody challenges facts. In fact, there's something interesting interesting in Nancy Doherty's book. Um, She wrote a book um, that was super interesting. And she was saying that today, uh, I think it's called Resonate. But what she was saying is that today, if you show somebody facts in a Word document or you show them an ROI that your product can give in a Word document, they instantly go to disbelief. I don't believe you. I don't believe that number. Yes. But if you show them a graph, the mind processes it differently. It's the same with stories. If I tell you, oh, we're going to increase, you know, working with Leviton Group over the last year, we have increased 
bottom line uh, win rate by 28%. Somebody's going to go, no way. But if I tell them the story and I follow a framework and we, I do have a storytelling framework that I'm happy to share that I use. Yes, online. Please. If you follow the framework, people will not only believe it, we are, our brains are wired for story, but you have to tell them correctly. And I find most CEOs, most entrepreneurs, most sellers have no idea how to tell a story. They go on too long. They're the, oh, I love this one. They're the hero of their own story. Nobody wants to hear you being a hero. They want you to be a little self-deprecating. And yes. so the hero has to be the audience so that they can put themselves there. And, and yet people don't know how to do that. And they think, oh, that's fluffy. It's a soft skill. Huh. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody needs to know how to tell a compelling story. Even as a leader, you want to lead your people. You want to get them excited. You want to enroll them and engage them for change in your company. You better have a great story of your vision. And so those are also keys to a viral post or any kind of social post. That's amazing. Okay. So I want to hear what is that? You know, thank you for offering. What's the formula? It, it's really pretty simple. And actually this works well for a job interview as well, right? So um, it always starts with context very quickly, the who, what, where, when, right? So I was buying a port, you know, I knew that some people bought pandemic puppies. I decided to buy a pandemic Porsche, right? Um, there's two dealerships nearby. One's 45 minutes away. The other's an hour and a half away. So I am going to lay the groundwork, the context, but I'm going to do it quickly. And there's only five steps and you don't get seven or the story's too long. Okay. The second step is I'm just going to begin. Uh, so it's got context, beginning, middle, and punchline. Now begin means there's an action that moves forward. And when we do this live in our workshops, we'll literally put five big yellow round um, circles in the room. And when people tell their stories, we say, okay, go to the next spot, go to the next spot. And usually they Brilliant. run out of spots because their stories are too long. So the beginning is, um, so it's an action. So the beginning is, so I called the dealership close to me and I said, can you tell me a little bit about those cars you have online? They look really cool. Can you give me prices? Okay. So that's the beginning of the story. Okay. Then he says, you're going to have to come in and test drive it. Oh, and bring your husband. I love that one. Oh, oh. like, excuse me, bring my husband. Wait a minute. I, I am the breadwinner in the house. And you just like, right. done. He's Done. retired. Yeah, right. He's retired. <laughs> right. So, so that's sort of the beginning of the story. So then we go to the middle. So I am pretty turned off. So I call the guy two hours away. I get this guy, Sean. That's the middle of the story, right? Now I've also got a villain, right? So I've got this guy that, you know, is kind of a jerk that everybody hates. Right. That gets like the cortisol going. You Especially know, the women. Right. Yeah. So, so you're, it's actually, there, there's neurochemically, you, you've got, um, cortisol and empathy working together. So the empathy is, okay, this main character is trying to buy a car. Okay. And she's not very good at technology. It's a little self-deprecating, but then there's the cortisol of the enemy, right? So then I call this guy, Sean at the other dealership. Well, he not only gives me the prices right away, he says, do you want to jump on a zoom call and we can design the car? So I'm like, okay, great. So we do the zoom call and you know, I want, um, you know, white car with beige interior. We designed the whole thing. Um, that's all good. And, you know, we get off the phone. 
The next day he connects with me on LinkedIn. So he's using all of these social channels of communication, right? Socially surrounding you. And he starts sharing my videos and popping up on my feed, right? So he's showing me, he knows me and he's making it about me, not asking anything in return. Then talk about Omnichannel. I get a brochure in the snail mail four days later, right? So all of these different channels of communication, right? Now I've got Zoom, I've got LinkedIn, I've got something in snail mail. Well, then I kind of go dark because it's not like I need a car. It's not like I'm going to blow up if I don't have a new car. And then literally two weeks later, I get a video text to my phone of the exact car that we designed coming off the trailer wrapped like a present. And he takes a video text and he's like, Ooh, can you smell the leather? This is amazing. Oh, look at the driver's seat, that exact leather that you wanted. Ooh, look at the dash. Look how techy it is. Hey, if you want to come in and drive it today, we're serving chili. That was it. Yeah. So the, 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 the unlearning, I think, and I'm still trying to analyze it because, you know, it was, are your sellers focusing on the sales process or the buying process? Because today buying isn't linear and you need to meet them where they are. And so, of course, I go down to the Porsche dealership, have the chili, buy the car and drive it by the first dealership and say, just wanted to say hi. I'd pull a pretty woman on him. So, you know, and it's so funny because like for real, I can't go to the closer place and get my car serviced. I am persona non grata there um, because the video did go viral all the way to Porsche corporate. Right. So at at any rate, but um, a long story to go through the framework. So the framework is context, beginning, middle and punchline. And this is where a story is critical. The punchline is like a tweet. It's got to be repeatable because that's what people remember. So if you're building a story, start with the punchline and work backwards. The punchline was it's not about the sales process anymore. It's about the buying process. And so it's like where people mess up on stories, a a punchline is like the punchline of a joke. You got to get it right. And then people repeat the punchline like a tweet. I have one. Empathy gets you in the door. Competency, reliability, integrity keep you there. Before people decide what they think of your message, they decide what they think of you. Punchline. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, I have my 21 tenants that are kind of my punchline. So that's interesting. Um, create an ebook of your punchlines because that will go viral. Ooh, what a great coffee, idea. Yeah, the digital coffee table book of Shari's punchlines. I love it. That would be, I think it could I think go. you could help me with that, actually. I think I could. <laughs> anyway. I would love that. So- Oh gosh, I have so many more questions, but I'm going to end with the big question is what question did I not ask you that I should have? I think um, the old question, what would you tell your younger self? Because I've been in business for 40 years and um, so many young people want to know the key to success and the magic bullet and the magic line. And I will say that I was very lucky. I have two amazing parents. They're still alive. Um, 
I love seeing the pictures on Facebook. As, as you know, uh, I'm blessed. I have an 89-year-old mother, a 91-year-old father. And um, I learned a long time ago, my mother's an author of 40 books. She's a Holocaust survivor. I'll tell you really quickly, um, when my mother was six years old and they emigrated from Germany to Los Angeles, they were very poor and they didn't speak the language. They had to leave everything. And my mother's older sisters all had two jobs, as did her parents. So she was alone. At six years old, she walked across the street and found something amazing. It was the library, U.S. library. And she found that she could check out 10 books a day. And I'm sorry, 10 books a week, read them and get 10 more. She not only taught herself English, she got a scholarship to UC Berkeley, met my father, married him, and went on to publish 40 books. Amazing. And I tell you that because people say to my mother all the time, Sonny, from where do you get your inspiration for your books? And I love her answer. And I want to leave the audience with this. She says, it's not like I stand on a mountaintop and get inspiration. She said, I wake up every morning at six o'clock. I make the beds. I make a cup of coffee. I sit down at my desk and they do the work. I believe that anybody's world can change through education. Our mission is elevation through education. And I believe that education is more available to you than ever before. And if you want to change your lot in life and you want to be successful, stop looking at hacks, stop looking at tricks, stop looking at shortcuts. Truly, you got to sit down, make your bed, get that cup of coffee or whatever, and do the work. And if you do enough little things right over time and you've got those good habits, those good productivity habits, those good networking habits, it's a little bit over time that gets you into a position of true success and true fulfillment because anything that comes easy isn't worthwhile usually. That's just magic. And what a great way to, to close this out. So we have, I would recommend people go and follow Shari on whatever social media platforms, but particularly LinkedIn. She's just amazing there. Is And can you just give us just a little bit on how people can work with you if they'd want to, which why wouldn't they um, want to? <laughs> well, you can simply uh, message me on LinkedIn. By the way, nobody manages my LinkedIn. This is also important. Um, you, you know, it, at the end of the day, your friends are going to be commenting and reaching out. I'm on LinkedIn an hour and a half a day. I have to be. So you can message me on LinkedIn um, or you can go to our website, uh, SherryLeviton.com, or you can write to me, Sherry at SherryLeviton.com, S-H-A-R-I-L-E-V-I-T-I-N. And uh, we've got some exciting things happening. I'm launching a podcast with um, sort of my mentor. Very excited. We'll be announcing that soon. And um, we also are announcing a way that you can have all of my LinkedIn videos straight into your inbox. So that's coming soon as well. Oh, I, I want to be one of the first to sign up for that one, for yeah. sure. Shari, thank you so much for your insights, your brilliance, your wonderful, happy personality, and just bringing light and shining and heart to the sales world. So thank you thank so you, much. Brian. And for everyone listening, when you are out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. 
You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.